following podcast contains references to the consumption of alcohol. If you are not of legal drinking age, please do not consume alcohol. Also, if you are of legal drinking age, please drink responsibly. Hi, welcome to Rhetorical Magic Cocktail Hour. I'm Aspen Pointers, and my favorite national park is the Great Sand Dunes. And I'm known on the trails as Juniper Parks. And my favorite national park is Grand Teton. And today, we're going to do a podcast for you. <laughs> this is my ranger voice. <laughs> so. I guess it kind of... We watched Mr. Bean's Holiday, <laughs> and the vacation thing makes sense, because, like, national parks are kind of vacation spots, and... For me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I go on vacation, I basically go to a national park. <laughs> and Mr. Bean went on to a vacation holiday. To, to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's been a while since we recorded one of these, folks. Yes. Yes, it has. Uh, Matthew has been really cool. Do I have to use your ranger name the whole time? It depends on which voice I'm using. (laughs) (laughs) Juniper. Juniper Pox. Matthew has been very accommodating um, because this last month has been insane. In the membrane. Anyway, Matthew has been very accommodating (laughs) because this last month has been crazy for me. Um, I got a new job and I actually moved to a different city. And big city living. Big city living. Um, but yeah, so I'm really thankful because we're recording it three days before it drops instead of pretty much a month before it drops. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I think this is gonna be. The fastest turnaround for an episode? So far, yes. And hopefully, ever. I hope that we don't have to do this again. But yeah, so this is a podcast. Yeah. Where um, we make a drink and try to be succinct. Aww. Which is the thing we came up with. The first time (laughs) when we were drunk, and now we're stuck. (laughs) And And now that's just our life. If you have a better idea for a tagline, let us know. Maybe we'll adapt it. We're looking at you, Michigan. Yeah, we or Australia. Yeah. So we were looking <laughs> we were looking at our data and we're like, we don't know anybody in either of those places. So if you're from there and you're listening again, first of all, thank you. Yeah. I, hasn't Michigan been a repeat? I don't know if it's the same person in Michigan though. If it is, kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, see you. We do, we see you. Uh, speaking of like reaching out to us, if you'd like to talk to us or let us know how you feel, feel free to email us at rhetoricalmagiccocktailhour at gmail.com. That's a long email. But I don't know. But it's the one we got. It's the one we picked. Um, you can also follow it's, us it's on. It's not the email that we need right now. Or no, wait. It's not. 
It's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to quote The Dark Knight, but I have not seen it in forever. Um, also, feel free to follow us on Twitter. I promise that at the beginning of the year I'm going to get better at social media. And I don't promise that I will get better. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram as well, and then you can find us on Facebook. But yeah, so we'd love to hear from you. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. And tonight we're discussing potentially the best Christmas movie, Mr. but definitely not Mr. Bean's Holiday. Yes, Mr. Bean's Holiday. Yes. Um, I was confused when I agreed to watch it because <laughs> I didn't think that it was a Christmas movie. And I knew that it wasn't, but didn't say anything because I love it. <laughs> um... So yeah, um, we made some mulled wine. We did, and it tastes good. Like it, yeah. I I like it. It's um, like warm juice. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a very good way to describe it, because <laughs> it's basically like half apple cider, half wine, with some honey and a bunch of spices. Yep. And it smells bad, but it tastes good. Now that it's like not like warm and kind of like it's it's not, it's calmed down. The smell when I first smelled it, it was very licoricey. Mm-hmm. From the cloves. Mm, from the anise. Ah, anise. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Star anise. There we go. Love it. I I know how to speak vaguely french because we just watched mr bean's holiday that's another thing that i wasn't expecting i how french it was yeah like is that like an acclaimed foreign film that we just watched um maybe i don't know we should we should uh take a quick break and then when we come back we can discuss and we're back. <laughs> yeah, so we watched Mr. Bean's Holiday. Do you want to explain what the movie is? So. There will be spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bean Holiday spoilers. If you have not seen Mr. Ho- Bean's Holiday, but for some reason still want to, <laughs> please stop this podcast right now and go watch it. And then listen again. <laughs> yes. And then download it. Delete it. Download it again. Once you've watched Mr. Bean's Holiday. Okay. So. Getting up those numbers, baby. <laughs> so. Mr. Bean's Holiday opens. Mm-hmm. In a rainy English town, where Mr. Bean is at the local fete, and he has a a uh, lottery ticket to win a vacation to France, and his ticket reads six one six. And when the local pastor pulls the ticket, I'm not going to be this in depth the whole time. <laughs> so are we doing like a frame by frame recreation of Mr. Bean's holiday? No, this is just the setup. This is the exposition. So, he has 
the ticket 616 and the pastor pulls out the ticket for the winning lottery draw and it is 919 <laughs> um, so when the pastor reads 919 Mr. Bean is flummoxed and throws his ticket and it lands in a model train and he's very sad so he goes to sit down and when the model train goes back around him he realizes his ticket really reads 919 and the holiday begins because he has won the holiday <laughs> so basically he kidnaps a boy <laughs> at some point um, he's in a yogurt commercial about Nazis he meets a French actress Willem Dafoe's there um, they go to the Cannes Film Festival. The boy's reunited with his father. Willem Dafoe wins all the awards, and Mr. Bean goes to the beach. Say it in Mr. Bean's voice, please. To the beach. Oh, wait. Mr. Bane's voice? <laughs> yes, Mr. Bane. To the beach. <laughs> You're nearly about the beach. I was born in it. Molded by it. I didn't know dry land until I was a man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that quote goes. <laughs> so that's Mr. Bane. <laughs> My Mr. Bean spoof <laughs> about Bane from Batman. No. <laughs> yes. I was wondering what would break first, your mind or your body. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan Matthew what did you think of Mr. Bean's holiday <clears throat> since this is this is if I'm not mistaken your first time seeing it it is my first time seeing it it's actually my first time seeing any Mr. Bean media in my 24 any, years any bean life. tint any bean tint <laughs> <laughs> that good good bean tint Never mind, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad. <laughs> I regret this. Um, you know, I had a lot of thoughts during Mr. Bean. Um, most of them were either Jesus Christ or, oh my God. <laughs> um, I also learned a little something about myself today. <laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> Um, physical comedy, it's fine as an element, not great as an entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. Bean's whole thing. Is I'm because he does not speak except for like weird sentences, garbled <laughs> horror sounds. Uh. Yeah, I'm also a person who doesn't like um, mouth sounds. Mouth sounds that aren't speaking or like sounds that you hear from a human every day. And that's all that Mr. Bean does. And that's ninety percent of the movie. Um, there was one particular scene. There were a couple of scenes that were a lot to handle. I think um, the first scene that was a lot for you that I remember was the cafe scene. Yes, um, 
Do you want to do you want to set set the set the set tone? Set the table. Yeah, sure. Yes. Topical because he's at he goes to a restaurant in France, mm-hmm. and through a series of mishaps, orders the seafood platter, which has a bunch of oysters and langoustines in them. And Mr. Bean learns that he does not like oysters, so instead of just not eating them like a normal adult, he tops he tosses them into his bib, and, and then into a woman's purse it was so gross and like you have to be impressed with the foley work at some level <laughs> i feel like they turned up like the sounds to 11 everything <laughs> you just you heard, heard everything you heard <laughs> bad it was it was not my favorite moment um there was also this <laughs> Point where they had like a close-up shot of inside the purse, where you could see oysters just on the on the woman's phone, on her phone, and all over her things, and it just made me very upset, <laughs> and it was not a fun time, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Would not recommend. Um, the best way for me to describe my Mr. Bean experience. Um, is interpretive dance. No. But sadly, this is not a visual medium. <laughs> it was a dystopian hellscape. I said it like three times <laughs> during the movie. She did. <laughs> um, and I stand by it. The positive, in my opinion, of Mr. Bean, the cinematography was pretty good. <laughs> there were shots that I was like, this is could have been really like i think this was thought out like this is a nice it's framed well it Mm -hmm. it sets the tone well the color palette yeah yeah yeah. um and i think that's where i'm gonna end my review (laughs) (laughs) and that's all i have to say about mr bean matthew this is not your first time watching mr bean how many times have you seen it this is like maybe my eighth or ninth yeah, it's it's a personal favorite <laughs> up there with like Napoleon Dynamite, mm-hmm. which Ryan also loves. It's fine. I just <laughs> I just I think that it is so bad that it is good. This is Napoleon Dynamite and not Mr. Bean <laughs> that I'm currently talking about. Mr. Bean is still a dystopian. <laughs> no, I stand by my review of Mr. Bean. Um. Ooh, should we give, like, I give Mr. Bean... Four beans out of five. Four beans out of 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I feel like Napoleon Dynamite is so bad that it's good. And if I'm not mistaken, I feel like Matthew just thinks that it's so good, it's good. Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't think that I've seen it since, like, high school. Oh my god, we should watch Napoleon Dynamite. We could. We could. Yeah. I think we're going to. <laughs> um, um, but, I also agree with your assessment of Mr. Bean as a dystopian hell space, <laughs> but I still love it. <laughs> there are no heroes in this movie, only villains. There are not. And you can love movies, you, like, you can love villains, like, that's fine. Mr. Bean... Is equivalent to the Dark Knight <laughs> in that 
you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself kidnap a boy and trick a French actress into tricking... I don't know what I'm saying. But that was from the get-go. We didn't see Mr. Bean as a good, upstanding citizen. There was... Like, three minutes of the movie where he hadn't done anything. (laughs) Where he had not proven that he was a bad person yet. Status part of the movie was when he tried to steal that guy's bike. His scooter bike. There's a fun French grandpa who drives up on a little scooter bike with a good mustache. Who looks like he's from, like, the 1800s. And probably knew Vincent van Gogh. Can I tell you my factoid about... um that artist you just said? Vincent van Gogh. Yeah. Um, because he's Dutch, um, and this is all based off of things that my father has told me, so it could be wrong. Um, but van Gogh is not correct. It would actually be pronounced von Kock. <laughs> the more you know. One time I watched a PBS special about Vincent van Gogh, and... Um, like 20 minutes into the special which I was watching with my sister and my dad some random narrator was like Vincent Van Gogh was very horny and my dad and I were like this has not come up at all so far (laughs) (laughs) why is this a plot point now (laughs) so my sister's gonna like that story (laughs) because she was there (laughs) that one was for my sister the one person besides Michigan and Australia that listens to this podcast. No. So, I think now is a good time to take a little break and go to a place that I like to call Hydration Station. <laughs> Hydration Station? <laughs> Welcome to Hydration Station. <laughs> this is a part of the podcast where we all just drink some water <laughs> and think about how our life's going. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> You're also not drinking water. <laughs> no. I mean, that's water. There's water in there somewhere, probably. <laughs> 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 Ooh. Just tried to make a good slurp sound, and I almost died. We're not fully masters like the good people at Mr. Bean. <laughs> so that was Hydration Station. Remember, drink some water. So in the spirit of Christmas, we did talk about wanting to rank Mr. Bean among the great Christmas movies of our time. Mm-hmm. Die Hard. Iron Man 3. The live action Grinch. A Christmas Story. A yes. Christmas Story 2. Home Alone. Home Alone 2. <laughs> Home Alone 3. There's a third one? Yeah. Macaulay Culkin's not in it. What? <laughs> it's just like some other random kid. I think Scarlett Johansson's in that one, actually. No, is she, what? she's in one of them. Doesn't matter. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, so, 
Where do you think Mr. Bean's holiday falls in the grand scheme of Christmas movies? So, yes. Sorry, I just got excited because I saw this Venn diagram. It wasn't a Venn diagram. It was just a regular diagram. (laughs) 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 Of Hallmark movies and how they all, or not Hallmark, Netflix's, like, Christmas movie, like, connections. And we watched one of the movies on the list that they talk about. And I'm getting to, in the future, we're going to have to watch, um, it's like Royal Christmas or something, because there's three. There's like... We watched the one where Vanessa Hudgens' parent traps herself. The the fake like Princess and the Popper one. No, yeah. that's not the one I'm talking about. Are you this talking about one- the one with the woman from iZombie? A Christmas Prince? Yes. Yes. We have to watch all three of them. There's more than one. There's three of them. (laughs) And the last one has to do with baby curses. Baby curses, you say? Baby curses. Curses on babies. Not curses from babies. No, curses on babies. On royal babies. And there's treaties and hijinks and thievery. I think <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think yes. <laughs> I am disappointed that the baby curse is not a baby cursing somebody, but it's a curse on the royal baby. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> is Meghan Markle in it? No. Like as a cameo or anything? I don't I haven't watched it. I feel like that's it. a missed our opportunity. Or opportunity. I haven't watched it, but it. Some would say that it is like. It's nothing like Meghan Markle's story. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to discredit (laughs) a royal family, the royal family. We're not British. We can. (laughs) (sighs) But anyway, Mr. Bean's holiday ranked amongst the top. So what? Okay. I feel like we should um, establish the, the range, the best and the worst. Okay, best live action Grinch with Jim Carrey. Disagree, hard disagree. Worst. It's a Wonderful Life. Sure, I'll give you that. Yes. <laughs> so we agreed on the worst, <laughs> but the best. <laughs> it's so good, Matthew. I don't like Jim Carrey. I know you don't like Jim Carrey, and I normally don't like Jim Carrey. But I love the live-action Grinch. Have you seen the one with Benedict... Him? (laughs) (laughs) Benedict him? (laughs) Benedict Cumberbund? Yes. No. It's not live-action, is it? It's not live-action. It's animated, but it's like a different It's anime? (laughs) Is it the best anime? (laughs) My favorite anime is the Grinch. (laughs) Don't at me. (laughs) Um, No. I haven't seen it. Um, I've seen the Boris Karloff one. You're the need one. Oh, okay. The you original started. one. Yeah. Okay, you can just say the original one. <laughs> sorry, I know obscure. Sorry, I like to credit artists, right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> woo! Buddy. Um, so... Really like holiday themed things though, so it's hard for me to pick a best one. 
Which one did you dislike the least? I feel like if I had to pick a Christmas movie to watch, A Christmas Story would be the one that I would pick. Okay. Just for nostalgic reasons, because I would always watch the 24 hours of A Christmas Story. Would you watch all 24 hours? Hell yeah. What do I look like, a jabroni? I wouldn't really. (laughs) (laughs) If I was awake, it would be on, but I would not watch all 24 hours. Um, (laughs) But I mean, it's... I feel like it's not a good movie, but it's a good series of vignettes. (laughs) It's like a bunch of one-act plays strung together. Some of them are fine, some of them are good, some of them are bad. Scott Farkas is there. He has yellow eyes. It's a quote. Okay, I don't know that I've seen this movie now. (laughs) It's the That's little... the You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know that movie. Yeah. I just, you started Scott saying... Scott Marcus is the kid that is bullying him that he, like, goes ham on. Okay. And okay. there's, like, the quote is, like, Scott Farkas, he had yellow eyes. He had yellow eyes. What does that mean? His eyes are yellow? Is he evil? I don't know. That was a sound. Hydration station. (laughs) Ryan. Matthew. Where would you place Mr. Bean's holiday in the canon of Christmas films that aren't necessarily about Christmas? Yes. Um, I would put it three below the exact middle. (laughs) (laughs) Which is weird because I was thinking it would go in the exact middle (laughs) so yeah what do you think is the most like mediocre Christmas movie then sorry you Uh, just said Mr. Bean's Holiday what is one up from mediocre as in like the middle of the road yes um elf I was going to say Elf. (laughs) Everybody acts like Elf is like this big, amazing movie, and it's just okay. I feel like there are some good goofs in it, but like 75% of it is just like, this doesn't need, I don't care. (laughs) There's the scene where he gets hit by the taxi that's really funny. And then there's a scene where he talks to Mr. Narwhal. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> oh, and Zoe Deschanel's in that. Yeah, but she doesn't look like herself. Weird. Because she's blonde. And doesn't have the bangs thing. Does she not? Uh-uh. You see her whole forehead. Weird. <laughs> What else do we have to say about What are your final thoughts on Mr. Bean's Holiday Great movie Really captures the human experience In in some very um, Digestible vignettes 10 out of 10 
would watch again. <laughs> and Ryan, mm-hmm. your thoughts upon Mr. Bean's Great Adventure Holiday. You For would, an apocalyptic <laughs> movie, <laughs> I would have to say I liked it more than The Walking Dead. So it's pretty good. So, what, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That gives me an idea. Uh-huh. We ranked it in terms of Christmas movies. Uh-huh. How would you rank it in terms of post-apocalyptic movies? Post-apocalyptic movies. Like Mad Max. Mm, that's a good one. Um, other ones that I can't think of at the moment. Uh-huh. I Legend. I Am Legend. I Am one? Legend. Um, this one was like, no, I'm thinking of iRobot, which is another. <laughs> another Will Smith. <laughs> another Will Smith post apocalyptic movie. Um, is Resident Evil post apocalyptic? Yeah, I think so. Pretty much anything with zombies. Probably, yeah. Um, the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> signs. <laughs> the Village. The Signs. The signs. The signs. <laughs> In Night Shyamalan's The Signs. The signs absolutely terrified me as a child. The last airbender. <laughs> the most possible. The happening. The lady in the water. Are we just naming In Night Shyamalan <laughs> the movies now? <laughs> the unbreakable. Where does Mr. Bean fall in M. Night Shyamalan movie? Does it have a twist? But I would say... I would say it's in the upper half of post-apocalyptic movies. It's not my favorite genre, so like, I'm pretty liberal <laughs> with where it can land. I'd say it's right below Shaun of the Dead. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. That one actually like spooked me though. Like it. Well, that's how you know it's good because it actually has some good spooks, even though it's a spook. Spook spooks. Spook spooks. That's cute. I feel like Mr. Bean's Holiday and Shaun of the Dead kind of have the same tone. Shaun of the Dead is decidedly better. <laughs> well, tone doesn't necessarily mean good or quality. I just don't want to put them in the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put them together together. Um, but I can't stop you from doing what you want. <laughs> so yeah. you think that it's on par with Shaun of the Dead as opposed? No, I think to it's Shaun right below Shaun of the Dead. Okay. But it's sort of like. If you can't watch Shaun of the Dead, it's a good... (laughs) You might as well watch (laughs) Watch Mr. Mr. Bean's Bean's Holiday. (laughs) Alright. It's a good alternative. Okay, I got you. Um... So, yeah. Mr. Bean's Holiday. Great post-apocalyptic horror film. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. Let's... Yes. Rasputin's in it. Did we talk about Willem Dafoe at all? I don't know. Willem Dafoe's in it, and he's brilliant. (laughs) like Mr. Bean in the scene where he's Don't singing. Don't say that. That's the meanest <laughs> thing. He sings a beautiful opera song. He doesn't sing. He lip sings. <laughs> Couldn't hit the note. <laughs> Fade out. Music. <laughs> Alright, so I'll let Matt wrap up because I feel like I usually wrap up. So let's have you wrap up. This oh, has been. No. <laughs> <laughs> this has been 
rhetorical magic cocktail hour. Um, if you liked it, feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts from. We're on Podbean, so look for us there. Um, feel free to follow us on Twitter, um, Instagram. Probably not going to get a Snapchat, but maybe. <laughs> so, I mean, just check. If not, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> maybe Facebook, I think. Yes. Get, getting a thumbs up from Ryan. Um, I'm at R-M-C-H Matthew. I have two tweets, one of which I tweeted during Thanksgiving while I was drunk, and I do not remember what it means. <laughs> so look for that quality content. Yeah. And I will let Ryan plug her Twitter if she wants. Yeah, you can follow me at Queer Mothra. Um, I don't tweet that often, but I'm working on it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet more, and you're going to... More often than me. You have more than two tweets. So. I do have more than two tweets. Um, but yeah, feel free to follow me. I'd appreciate that. Um, and then, let's see. I already said iTunes and that stuff. Yes. Talked about Twitter. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something else that we usually say. Be good to one another. Yes. And, like we say at the end of every episode... Clink. That was a bad one. Send <laughs> <laughs> it again. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So let's see. Clink. Oh, it's it's it, I think it's, it's just the ceramic. Yeah. All right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You guys are doing great. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Cameo at the end. <laughs> <laughs> David Spade thing. Who's David Spade? He's I know who David Spade is. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. Um, Dickie Roberts, former child star. Yeah, okay. I was like, I know it's from like one of those weird movies, but yeah. My no. sister and I love that movie.